continue the series, uh, the conclude the series called Think Well and Live Well. This is the, uh, the scriptures that we used before. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. So you are what you think. Now I want to I show you um, another, another scripture that's really interesting that I, I found this week. This is a very interesting scripture, okay? I'm not trying to be rude, okay? I don't want to use the S word or whatever, but that's the Bible. So uh, it's a message translation. Wise thinking leads to? Right. Okay, let's, let's read together. Wise thinking leads to? Right living and uh, stupid thinking. <laughs> Sorry, I don't want to be negative. You know, just, you know, the point is stupid thinking leads to what? Wrong living. So the way we live is based on how we think. And if we're not thinking properly, we're going to find ourselves not living properly. And I really want to encourage you to pay attention to what it is that we're teaching today. And in fact, I really do want to encourage you to go to the website, to our our YouTube channel, just to review it. Because there's so many information that we share that will be so beneficial to you. So I want to encourage you to do that. So today, I just want to recap quickly. I know we haven't got time, and you've heard it probably many times, uh, at least three times already, since if you've been here since the first uh, service. So I'm not going to recap everything, but I want to recap what we talked about last week. Last week, we say that the way that you get rid of stronghold, apart from supernatural pruning and supernatural strongholds being removed, and we heard many of those before, the way you do that is to build what? Come on. New stronghold. Everybody said build new strongholds. Do you know what that means? That means that, you know, because you have X amount of energy, X amount of time, your time is limited. So instead of spending on the old stronghold, thinking about it, struggling, even if you haven't got victory over it yet, don't think about it. Don't think it. Just go to new stronghold. If you love to worship God, don't let condemnation overtake you to keep thinking about it. A five-minute struggle, if you allow it, it will become an hour or even two days of struggle because you keep thinking about it, being remorseful about it, and just keep struggling it. What the Word of God says is that He wants you to behold Him, trust Him, that you have already got victory. And so what that means is that when you are struggling or whatever that you're contending with, don't spend a lot of time in remorse. Just move on. Everybody say move on. So we got to move on. We got to move on to where we at, whatever we're struggling with. Move on to the place where God wants you to be and just have victory in that area. As you begin to build more strongholds in that area that you want to have victory in, all the old strongholds started to prune off. And this is our warfare. This is our warfare, the Bible says. It's not, you know, a lot of things that Christians say is. The warfare that we have is not carnal, but it's mighty through God in pulling down strongholds. You weaken the strongholds, and then you pull down the stronghold in Jesus' name, okay? And so occupy yourself with activities that either reinforce the good strongholds or build new strongholds, okay? Now, uh, we also talk quick, uh, very uh, quickly on um, uh, uh, how we make decisions. The reason we want to be so concerned about our strongholds is because strongholds, in other words, the big area of your brain, the brain where has strong neuron connections. You know, I'm getting more scientific now. More strong neuron connections is the place where you typically will make decisions. And so, you know, we talk about the, uh, the incident of a fellow, you know, he was a weather reporter, you know, and uh, he was uh, always hanging out talking about racist thing with his friends, you know, and, and that stronghold became so strong, he didn't realize that. And so when he was on air, he uttered something that was racist, and he said, I couldn't even remember it. He made a spontaneous decision without even knowing it 
through the strongholds that he had built himself. So a lot of times there are things in our lives that we can't control. It's a spontaneous decision that you have to make, make by the second. That it wouldn't even go through your de- deliberation. You don't, you don't have time to think about it or whatever. You just have to make the decision right on the spot. If, if you want to make those decisions right, you want to make sure that you have good strongholds, good neuron connections, if you may, so that you're, you, you can automatically make the right decision. So I want to encourage you to do that. So this is how our mind works, okay? Our mind uses the strongest connections or strongholds to make decisions. There's this term that we use in, um, in computer. You know, for those of you who are in computer science, you know, and... Um, um, uh, I, I used to be in computer, you know, and there's this very uh, common term that we use called GIGO, G-I-G-O, garbage in, right, garbage in, garbage out, right, it's very, very simple. Now, I want you to think about this. Consider the time you have, and by the way, please, no condemnation, no feeling guilty, no feeling judged, okay? This is not the whole reason why we're here. We want to be here not to be condemned. We're here not to be judged. We're here to grow and grow in victory in Jesus' name. Yes? So if the enemy wants to use my words to judge you, just shut him down. Say, devil, shut up. There is therefore now no condemnation for those of you in Christ Jesus who walk, walk not after the flesh but after the Spirit. So you, you are in Christ Jesus and you walk after the Spirit and that's why you're here. That's why you're in the service. And so if there's any, any, any thought of judgment, shut it off, okay, in Jesus' name. Let's just, let's just be committed to that. But anyways, so I just want you to consider this, right? You have 24 hours a day, seven days a week. How much time do we spend in reinforcing the good strongholds. Ladies and gentlemen, may I challenge you. It is impossible for you to spend two, three, four hours a day watching news that are so negative and spend very little time in the Word of God, listening to preaching, listening to the Word of God, or exposing your mind to the things of the Spirit it is impossible for you to possibly ever build any spiritual strongholds of the Word of God. No way. You're kidding yourself. Because your mind will be built according to, according to the amount of time that you spend on it. Let me tell you this. We as Christians, many of us believers, against no condemnation, we have been inundated every day, day in and day out, in every waking moment of our lives with everything that is so diabolically opposing to our values, our faith. And so no wonder Christian, and, and you know, and then we don't give any opportunity for the Word of God to be heard, any opportunity for the Word of God to be planted in us, to form our mind, to form our thinking. So we come to church once a week, which is really good. But, but some people can't even do that. But even that, it's really, it's, it, the, the ratio is to the point that it's almost impossible for you and I to form any strongholds, to form any good strongholds. Just think about this. Even if you are not intentionally exposing yourself to negative news or bad movies, or, but you're walking Talking, you go on a subway. Some of you go to subway. You go through subway. You see all stuff, stuff going on, and you read all the advertisement. You know, these days the advertisement—I don't even know this—is getting more blatant. 
You know, they say whatever they want to say. And you say, you know, you know I, I sit in the subway. I sit in the, I look at some of the advertisements. I was like, oh, my goodness. You know, uh, I, it's, maybe it's just me. I was like, ugh. But, you, you, you know, you, you go to work. You hear people talk, you know, talk silly talks and, 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 and unwholesome talks. You listen to it. And then you come home and you hear bad news or in your car you hear bad news and, you know, you read all the email, you, you go to lunch and it's just on and on and on and on and on. How do we expect to ever build any good stronghold with either limited or no exposure to the Word of God throughout the week? It's impossible. We're just kidding ourselves. I want to encourage you. Spend some time. You no, know, some of you spend some time reading the Word of God. You know, some of us we don't, we can't, we just don't like reading. Me, one of them, right? For me, reading is hard. But I learn. I train myself to read, and so I read. But you know, like I find most comforting and absorb more information and learn the most by listening. So what do I do? You know, some of you heard that before, right? I, I download all the MP3 Bibles. They are free. You go, go to, uh, go to faithcomebyhearing.com or whatever. They have free Bible MP3 for you to download in any language you want. Isn't that cool? You can download in English. You download in French, Chinese, except no tongues. That will be some other time, you know. But all the language you want, and you just, just listen to it. I listen to Proverbs. I listen to Romans. I listen to, recently, you know, John. I listen to the voice of God. I just have my mind just being inundated. And so sometimes I get bored. You know, I do get bored. and don't, It's not sacrilege to say that, you know. Okay, I want to hear something else. I go listen to some sermons. You know, I subscribe to different podcasts. And I encourage you to subscribe to Willowdale.tv podcast. Just go ahead and, you know, if you have if you have an iPhone, you know, just go to iTunes and just subscribe to us and automatically download download all the fresh sermons for you of the week and you just listen to it in your car whatever you say i don't use iphone well guess what we have a new thing that called google play so if you have samsung or any google phone you can also download all the sermon and once you set it up and subscribe it will download but not just us all the different preachers that really encourage you expose yourself the word of god says faith come by hearing hearing the word of god yes Right? Faith come by hearing, hearing the word of God. So we can't expect that we live well. We spend less than 5% of our time every day on God or anything that he has to say. I want you to turn to me with me to Proverbs uh, chapter 2, verse 6. Now let's talk about wisdom. Stronghold of wisdom. This is a really good statement. For the Lord gives wisdom. Who gives wisdom? The Lord gives wisdom. God can give you amazing wisdom, surpassing your peers, your neighbors, your, your, your environment. How does he do that? From where? Come and talk back to me. From where? From where? Okay, three people are awake. From where? From his mouth come knowledge and understanding. God gives you his wisdom and knowledge and understanding by speaking to you. When was the last time you heard from the Lord? Not only the word of God, the rhema word. When was the last time that you have this amazing encounter with God and such an amazing idea about your life 
that you execute on it, it changed your life altogether. I've experienced it, especially over the past four or five years, a drastic change that took place as I become more open-minded and not being so religious. I say, God, I'm, I'm open-minded. Whatever you want to suggest, let me know. I'm just going to try it. And so, you know, the Lord started to speak to me, and I tried. It was amazing. Some of the most amazing revelation I have is really not necessarily coming, just coming from reading the Word of God, but the Holy Spirit whisper into my ears. Not just, just, just revelation about the spiritual things, revelation about life. Check this out. Revelation about saving. Revelation about finances. You know, we're coming to the RRSP season Every year, you know, people get kind of rush and try to save money or whatever, you know, and everybody starts thinking of the money. They only think about the money only once a year. No wonder their finances is in trouble, right? Are you here? I think about it all the time. Are you worried about not having enough? I'm not saying that. Just be watchful. But sometimes you need the revelation of the Holy Spirit to really just bring that revelation to you to pay attention. Anyways, God gives you uh, wisdom from his mouth. And another scripture that I want, to look, I want you to look at is a very familiar one. Faith comes by hearing, hearing the word of God, right? Faith comes to hearing, hearing the word of God. Again, it's hearing the word of God, exposing your mind to the things of God, exposing your mind to the word of God. Then you will have wisdom. Then you will have faith. You know, that's how you build your faith. Let me tell you this. Many Christians struggling with faith, sincerely wanting to believe, but can't believe. I'm sure I'm not the only one. You really want to believe in miracles. You really want to believe in God, but it's just all the memories of past so-called failures. You just, you can't, you can't work yourself up to believe. Or you're worried that you might get hurt if you believe too much and, and it doesn't happen. You know, the Bible says, you know, a uh, 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 deferred answer or prayer, it makes the heart sick. And so you just don't want your heart to be sick, so you don't, don't want to believe anymore. But I want to tell you this. You can have faith only if you expose yourself to the Word of God. You can have faith by just conjuring up some Whatever. Faith comes only by hearing the Word of God. You're sitting here this morning to increase your faith. You're hearing what I say to increase your faith. And it's good that you're here because your faith is going to increase when you walk out of here. You're going to believe in more. You're going to believe in God more. You're going to believe in miracles. You may be disappointed coming here, but after you're hearing about faith, you'll be more encouraged. Now, I want to show you something about faith that's really cool, especially when you combine with signs, okay? Now, there is a statement by uh, neurologists that's really common. You know, if you listen to them talk, they always use this statement. It, it says, neurons, brain cell, that fire together, wire together. Okay? Neurons, your brain cell, that fire together, wire together. Now, what does that mean? Every single time, when you encounter some truth that you want to remember, you can memorize the fact itself. But if you can allow other sensories in your mind to be, to be activated, you will be able to remember better. For example, if, uh, you know, I, I was, um, I, I'm, uh, I'm a person that having having a tough time and still learning how to remember everybody's name. So most of you, who come to this church for a while, you know that it takes me a while for me to remember your name. 
So I, I started to want to learn how to remember name. And so the way that they teach you how to memorize, have a good memory of name, is that you actually use a few methods. What it does is to help you to remember. So when you see a person, let's say um, uh, you want to remember the person who is Steve. You know, his name is Steve. And uh, I, I'm still trying to practice it, but I'm just trying to make a point. And so you, 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 we want to imagine some kind of picture and some kind of emotion that connected the picture. So Steve, okay, you want to remember Steve. And you remember his special features that will help you to remember this person. So maybe Steve has a big head, right? So you go, okay, Steve, his head looked like a stove. So you picture his head as a stove. Of course, you're not going to tell him that. Hey, your head looks like a stove. You know, that's kind of silly, right? But, but look at a stove, and the stove is cooking, yummy food. And so now your emotion, now you have pictures. You have all the different senses starting to get involved. And what happened? Now you can memorize better. So next time you see Steve, you look at his forehead, you go, stove Steve. <laughs> what are you doing? Essentially what you're doing is you're helping yourself to memorize better. Now, watch this. You know, in this church, we talk a lot about faith, yes? You know, faith will be much more powerful. Let me see. Uh, Peter, come up here. He doesn't know that. I'm just going to make him a, a, a guinea pig here. Before I say that statement, okay? Peter, share with us about your eyesight. The story. Just the story. No preaching, just the story. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. See, he gave me a mic. I can freeze. Yeah. I have the ability now, right? Yeah. Well, I, uh, when I moved to Toronto a few years ago, it's about four years ago, I Don't, I don't fall off, okay? Don't fall okay, off. You're standing at the edge, okay. please. Um, <laughs> but four years ago, yes, yeah, so I, I wore glasses. I've worn glasses since I was you know, a kid, maybe around seven, eight years old. And when I came here, I heard a testimony from a gentleman that I met about how he used to wear glasses as well, but he believed God for perfect eyesight. And, you know, he was t saying that if, if Jesus died and he bore his stripes, you know, he took the stripes to, to heal all our sicknesses, all our infirmities, and that also includes eyesight, so, so we can have perfect eyesight. And it wasn't, I didn't feel condemned, I didn't feel guilty, you know, I'm some kind of sinner, this is why I have, like, poor eyesight. But it just inspired me, it built my faith to, to believe that God will heal my eyes. So I started to, to believe God, I started to take communion, different things, I was learning a lot of new things at the time. And through it all, um, I just believe God, and God, God showed me that my eyes were healed by the stripes of Jesus. And so since then, now for four and a half years, whatever it's been, I haven't worn glasses. I've had perfect eyesight for the last four, four and a half years. Yeah, great. Come on, give praise to the Lord. Thank you. Now, did you feel happy for him? Now, you think you're going to remember the story? Yes, you will. Because you know Why? Not only you heard the truth, your emotion now is connected with the truth. Now, you remember Peter. He got a beard, nicely trimmed, right? You remember him standing here, me telling him not to fall off the edge. And then you remember he tell you the story. And then now you're emotionally connected with the story because you're so excited for him that you can see and you can imagine yourself having to be free from needing to wear glasses. How many of you want to be free from wearing glasses? Well, come on, right? So now you're emotionally connected. So now your neurons, your emotional neurons, honey, where's the emotional neurons? Is it 
What you you miss? Where, where is this frontal lobe? It's not frontal lobe. Some lobes, right? Somewhere. Huh? Frontal. It's two frontal lobes. Yeah. Okay. Frontal lobe. See, now you're, you're, you're getting information and you connected your neurons in different portion of your, your brain. So your brain is, of course, you know, if you want to know, is separated. You know, each, your brain is separated into different compartments so that each compartment, actually each compartment will be responsible for different things. Some emotions, some, some, some things that will, you know, move your hands or, and then memories and music or whatever. All emotions, so different areas. So if you have neurons at different places firing together, in other words, activated together, connected together, then you'll be able to remember better. Testimony is very powerful when it comes to the Word of God. Don't just go for the Word of God. We're human beings. We are wired to better remember if our emotion is connected to it. So testimony, just now was really important. So every time when people say, well, do you have a testimony? It is very crucial for you to share the testimony. It's not because of whatever. It's because you're helping someone to remember the goodness of God, the grace of God, the power of God, and the grace and, and the miracle of God. So don't just keep it to yourself and then come to me after service like, oh, I did have a testimony I was too shy to share. Come on, sacrifice a little bit. Let somebody build their faith. Can I hear an amen? amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Now I want to show you something. Now, sometimes the Holy Spirit, not sometimes, when the Holy Spirit is at work while the Word of God has been spoken or while you're reading the Word of God and you experience it many times, it will feel like, especially, with, say, for example, you're reading the Word of God and the, when, the, when the Holy Spirit is working, people will say, I feel like the Word on the page just popped right out of the book and just, just came into me. I mean, I had the experience. Like, the Word just popped right up. It's amazing. What, what happened? And you remember the Word. You just had a revelation. What is that? That is a spiritual component that signs cannot explain. Watch this. When you allow the Holy Spirit to help you, and you say, Holy Spirit, teach me. I do that all the time when I read the Word, or, or, or when I come to church, or when I go to a conference. What I want to do is I want to grow. I can grow by just listening to logics, listening to examples or whatever, good speech, good teaching, good information. Those are great. But you can grow the best. When the Holy Spirit brings revelation. So I'll be speaking to you, blah, 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 talking here, right? And then you cut a word or the Holy Spirit will catch a word and say, hey, listen, this is what it is. I may not even be preaching about it. And all of a sudden you have a revelation that is totally out of this world. Have you heard, ever heard story people saying that, you know, five years ago, you know, I was in church, you know, I gave my heart to the Lord. I walked in the church. The Holy Spirit really convicted me. And I just can't really remember what the preacher said. But, you know, he said something and just, just, just caused me to, to just, just turn to the Lord and I ran to the Lord. You know, a few weeks ago, uh, 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 someone came out, you know, uh, responded to the altar call, you know, and the person was saying, you know, uh, I said this, said that, and the other thing. I actually didn't say it. I had those words. I remember those words I said, but it wasn't in the same context that she thought I was saying it in. But what happened is the Holy Spirit using my words bring conviction. Bring conviction that our mind, you know, we're talking about neurons fire together, wired, wired together, fire together, fire together, wired together, right? So, but, but there are places where the Holy Spirit can work wonder that is beyond scientific explanation or I would rather say beyond your physical senses. 
And that's why it's important to rely on the Holy Spirit. You know, your experience and my experience in worship, in, 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 in listening to the sermon, it's so important that Holy Spirit's involved. Just now when we were worshiping God, and every single time when I worship God, I say, Holy Spirit, I really need you. I really need you. I want, I, want, I want to worship Jesus. I want to be brought into the presence of God. And you know, that sensation, that feeling of having an encounter with God is like none other. It's out of this world. It's the most awesome experience. It's not a song. It's not a music. It's not even some kind of emotion experience. It's this supernatural shift or metamorphosis in my mind that after worship, something had changed. What's that? This neuroscience cannot explain it. It's the work of the Holy Spirit. But it will help you and I to shift our mind and change our mind and therefore our life. You remember we were talking about if you think well, you will live well. And we spoke about all those neuroscience, all the explanation of what neurology can say. But this is the area where neurology cannot help you. But this is the area where you can actually go over the top. It's through the power of the Holy Spirit. Now, I'm going to, uh, I got eight minutes, so I'm going to end on time today. Since it's big snow day. I don't know why I said that because where are you going to go anyways? Tobogganing? Anyway, so <laughs> I want you to look at this scripture. Really interesting. And we're going to close with that. Now, finally, brothers, you are very familiar with this, this scripture. Whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable. If there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise... Think about these things. Everybody say, think about these things. What is he telling you to think? Think that whatever is true, honorable, just, pure, lovely, commendable, excellence, and praiseworthy. You think about them. Anything that's good. Anything that's awesome. Anything that's positive. Spend your brain power on it. What you have learned and received and heard, seen in me, practice these things. And the peace, the God of peace, is not the peace of God. It's the God of peace. You know the difference, right? The peace of God would be the peace of God, but he's talking about the God of peace. So in other words, God himself will be with you. I want you to think about this. You look at all the things that I highlighted. Think about these things. All that Paul is talking about. And then this is the result. The God of peace will be with you. Do you realize that your awareness of the presence of God is very much dependent on how you think? Or say it again. Do you realize that your awareness of the presence of God is pretty much dependent on how you think? You know, in the Old Testament, we talk about it in the worship that God's presence on planet Earth among men can be only found in one place, in the Holy of Holies, on the mercy seat. It's like that little small spot, that big. Powerful, can kill you, but the mercy seat. You have to be a high priest once a year, 
go into the Holy Holies to see this. So in other words, only one person out of the whole nation, out of the whole entire earth, once a year, get to have an encounter with God. Now, when Jesus died 2,000 years ago, of course, you heard it. The screen just, the, the, holy of, the curtain of the Holy of Holies was broken in half. And so now the presence of God just, just gushed out, just exploded to the earth. And why? Because now the blood of Jesus is covering the earth. Now the presence of God then can now fill the earth, right? The prophecy saying that the glory of God is going to cover the earth like water cover the seas. And how is it going to do that? It's because of the grace and the blood of Jesus now flowing all over the earth, covering the earth, sanctify the earth, right? So now the presence of God could be everywhere. The glory of God is intense every inches of our environment. But most people don't know it. Most people can't even feel it. Well, where's the I don't feel I don't feel nothing. Right? And you know, they come to church, you know, they listen to guys like me talking, right? Oh, and then you, you hear people, oh, I just sent the presence of God. Oh Lord. Thank you, Jesus. And then you stand there and go, I don't, I don't feel nothing. I don't. I mean, I'm not, I'm not preaching emotion. I'm not encouraging us to pursue emotion. But the awareness of the presence of God is so powerful, not only in service. You know, you probably hear some people say, you know, I was driving down the car, you know, I was just pre- pre- uh, speaking to the Lord, you know, and the presence of God just filled my car, and I started to weep and cry, oh, Lord, I thank you for your presence. You're so good. And then you sit and then go, I never had that. Right? And you hear all kinds of testimony. People talk about, oh, they see the presence of God. You know, in the last days, there'll be all kinds of uh, 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 tags, all kinds of confusion. And the, the, the sure thing is that, that word of God in the heart and the presence of God that we sense. Wouldn't it be wonderful that every morning you go to work and you could be hearing everybody swearing in the office? I don't think they swear in the office. But unless you work in, I don't know, um, you know, police officer or firefighter or whatever, a truck driver or whatever, a construction worker. Or, I think they swear in office too. I, 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 I heard, you know, we, you know anyway. So, so what, what do you do? But can you sense the presence of God when, when you're there? I, can, I think you can because Jesus went and hang out with sinners and prostitutes. That's the presence right there. Of course God's presence can be found anywhere. Well, I can't feel it. Well, here. Here's the answer. Worship team, can you come? Here's the answer. It's how you condition your mind. The way you condition your mind determines your ability to sense the presence of God. And if you don't condition your mind accordingly, you won't be able to sense the presence of God. And it will be just like you try to imagine it. You try to hope for it. You know, you try to, you try to, you try different things, try to stir up your emotion, you know, or you come to worship service, you know, the people in worship, you try to stir you up. We try not to do that because to, 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 to stir up people's emotion is not authentic. It's, it's fake. And we don't want fake. We want you to truly experience the presence of God. But friends, let me tell you this. Your experience or the intensity of the presence of God that you sense here can be experienced everywhere you go. So as long as you condition your mind. So Paul is saying this, anything that's praiseworthy, anything that's commendable, honorable, just think of this. So what Paul is saying is this, 
Think about the goodness of God. Think about the glory of God. Think about the things that in the Bible, you know, all the stories in the Bible. One of the things I love about Old Testament is the story-based. Like New Testament, especially the, 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 the epistle, is all just preaching, 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 right? Which is great. It's awesome. A lot of truth in it. But, you know, Old Testament, there are all kinds of fighting, you know. Like I like to, you know, people say, how, you, how, how come you like all those violence and all that? I don't like violence. I like justice. I like people who get hurt and the superhero come and pound them up, you know, and just, oh, yeah, praise God, you know. That's why I want justice to be served, right? In the Old Testament, you see a lot of injustice, and then God raised up a superhero like uh, Samson, you know, and he used a, a bone, jawbone to kill 3,000 or whatever, you know, just, just killing all kinds of people. And, and people say, oh, that's so disgusting. Why do you want all so violent? Well, it's not that. I just want justice, right? So, so in the Old Testament, all kinds of stories. Just think of that. Don't think of this today or killing, whatever, but think of justice. Think of the mercy of God. Think of the faithfulness of God. Think about that. Use your mind to think. Expense the mind, the energy of your mind to think about all the good things. And every now and then, watch this. You'll go, what is that? What is that? I, 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 I heard amazing stories so many times. The other day I was just listening to another fellow. He, he said he was praying and he was just reiterating some of the experience he had about, he said, you know, I was, I was just by myself and just wasn't doing much and it was really quiet. And it was by myself, just, just in this wilderness, you know, wilderness experience, just, just enjoying this quietness. And all of a sudden, I felt someone just, just came close by. And this is what he said. He said, I knew it was Jesus. I didn't even have to turn around. I knew it was Jesus. Friends, let me tell you this. When you begin to condition your mind according to the Word of God, think about the good things, the miracles you heard today, the worship, the whatever, the people, just good things. You fill your thought with those, not with anxiety, anxiousness, and sorrow, and, and grouchy, whatever, you know, and just, you know, just, just don't think about all those bad things. Spend your time thinking about all those things that are good, perfect, and amazing in the presence of God. Watch this. Every now and then, you go, especially initially, what was that? What is that? I felt something just pass by. Maybe as though God told Moses, you, you, just, you, just, you just stay under my protection. I'm just going to pass by and let you see my back. Wow, what an experience. So many of us long to see God face to face. Hey, you know, friends, when you experience His presence every day, no doubt, no confusion, no sadness, no surprises. It's going to knock you off your faith walk because you're with Him. You walk with Him. You talk with Him. You know, there's this book that um, I, 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 uh, I refer to all the time. It's by a, um, uh, um, a Catholic um, in the back in the days, uh, um, a brother called Brother Solomon, I believe. Lawrence, Brother Lawrence, Brother Lawrence, it's Lawrence. And um, 
he had this book called Practicing the Presence of God. And um, he would tell you that he hated doing his chore. <laughs> so does Matthew, you know, but we understand that. He hated doing his chore, right? He didn't want to do chores. And he said, the reason I hated doing chores is because I need to get out of my prayer closet and do the chores. And he said, but I, I love the presence of God so much. And this is what he said. He said, I have learned to practice the presence of God so well that whether I'm in my closet or while I'm doing my chore, I sense the same presence. That's what God wants you to have. His ever presence with you every waking moment of your life. Friends, I tell you, in 2019, this will be the best year you've ever experienced. If everywhere you go, you are so aware of His presence. Like the song say, He walks with me. He talks with me. What an experience. Wouldn't you want that? Wouldn't you want, while the whole world around you is all stressed out about whatever, you could be one of them and say, you know, I'm good. It is well with my soul because Jesus is right beside me. I'm not as confused as the world around me is. I'm good. So God wants to give you that, but he comes with this, changing your mindset, changing it, conditioning it, thinking about it, helps you to change, right? Think about all this thing. Think, think, think. And as all those neurons connection pertaining to the good, commendable, honorable, lovely, praiseworthy, become stronger and stronger and stronger, so strong that now, it become a natural state for you to be in the presence of God. Natural. You don't even have to work at it. 